I'd like to start with some simple word associations. Just tell me the first word that pops into your head. For example, I say day, and you might say... Wasted. All right, gun. Shot. Agent. Provocateur. Woman. Provocatrix. Heart. Target. Bird. Sky. Walter. Bitch. Sunlight. Swim. Moonlight. Dance. Murder. Employment. Country. England. Podcast. Podcast. Done. Hey guys, Alex here from Bastard Geek, and I'm joined as always with Bobby and Walter. Say hey guys. Hey everybody. So, boys, this is one of those I'm a prove you wrong type of shows, isn't it? I guess, yeah. For at least one of us. I thought it was for both of us, for both of you. But nope, nope, I guess my work had already been done there. But, uh, yeah. I don't know if we said it a lot on this show, but definitely when we hang out, uh, Walter has been adamant of being anti-James Bond in the past. Yes. You care to elaborate on that? Well, see, when every single Thanksgiving, you are subjected to every single James Bond movie. On Spike TV. Walter, stop acting like it was child abuse. Stop acting like there was only one channel. I wasn't the one that picked it, but I it was there, and it was on, and I was like, wow, this is really annoying. Walter, I'd rather ever, go do anything else. You, you, you ever think, Walter, about, like, you know, <sighs> instead of watching James Bond, you can, like, go out and take a walk? Or go out and play in traffic? Or help your mom make food? Or help your dad make food. His dad was the one watching the James Bond marathon. That's the thing. I know, but still. So, yeah. Walter has spent most of his life hating James Bond movies. I, on the other hand, am a huge fan of the Daniel Craig era of James Bond. Our most recent era of James Bond. Our continuing era. Continuing era for at least a couple more months. Until No Time to Die comes out. But we're not talking about No Time to Die. We're not talking about Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, or Spectre. We're talking about Craig Bond number three. The best Craig Bond, probably the best James Bond film. If not, my favorite film of the 2010s. Today we're talking about Skyfall. And Walter, I made a deal with you before we started, the, uh, before when we did the show. Um, I made a deal with you. When we said we were going to put this episode as the last episode of season two, normal episode, because we're going to do our Christmas special for you guys next. But uh, when we said that we were going to do this, I told you that I can make you, I could convert you to liking at least the Daniel Craig James Bond era with one movie and one movie alone, Skyfall. And what did you think when I told you that? I was skeptical. Uh-huh. And uh, I guess we're going to wait till the end to hear your answer. But, uh, yeah, Skyfall. So, Bobby, what have you heard about this movie before seeing it in theaters? Because you actually did see this movie in theaters. Not in theaters. Not in theaters? Wait. I've seen it in theaters? I don't know. Like, this was 2012. This was 2012. Nearly 10 years old, this movie is. Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. A little now, Walter? Yes. This movie was the celebration of 50 years of Bond in film. We're coming close on 60, folks. Regardless, 
You knew it was going to be a beautiful movie. Mm-hmm. So it's James Bond. There's, like, no James Bond movie out there that is actually not a beautiful movie. Uh, there's a couple. Elaborate. Some of them are not that good. I'll admit. Oh, okay. Diamonds are forever. Okay, yeah, that's 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 fair. Moonraker. Yeah. Octopussy. Couldn't tell you. It's been like over a decade. Yeah. Any of the um, not yeah, Timothy Dalton. Yeah, isn't he the like one that people try and forget? That would be George Lazenby in his Uh, one film. That's right. But uh, yeah, Timothy Dalton's films were not looked at really good either and neither were some of uh pierce bronson's films really yeah it goes obviously rest in peace you beautiful bastard sean connery died within a week of his uh arch nemesis alex trebek <laughs> like rip in peace cupboard zola <laughs> uh those those celebrity jeopardy sketches mm-hmm. top tier snl Oh, the best. Will Ferrell and Daryl Hannah just worked off each other for that. But, um, yeah, Sean Connery, George Lazenby for On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Um, I'm not going to name them all. I'm only naming George Lazenby because that's the only one that he's in. But um, then we have Roger Moore, who is probably the most, if you don't say Sean Connery is the most famous Bond, you say Roger Moore. Yeah. Roger Moore is like, it was like the Bond for a while. If anything, he's he's like the Tobey Maguire of James Bonds. He's like the one that was there for the most of it. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> he was only there for like five years. He was only Spider-Man for five years. Yeah. From 2002 to 2007. That felt like so much longer. It felt a lot longer than Andrew Garfield and uh, Tom Holland. I mean, Andrew Garfield only lasted what? Two or three? Uh, two. Two. 2012 to 2014. And then Tom Holland, 2016, all the way to 2021. Tom Holland beats them in movies and years being Spider-Man. Officially, yeah. But uh, we're not talking about Spider-Man. We're talking about James Bond. Another Sony property, kind of. Sony and MGM kind of, they bounce around the rights a lot of times. Um, But Skyfall. Walter, what what did you know about Skyfall before I showed you it? Uh... Not a whole lot. Uh, I remember, like, even in the trailers, you could tell. It's a very aesthetically pleasing movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I knew it was one of the more recent ones. I didn't know how recent. Yeah, it is the second most recent one. Yeah, because Spectre came after this. In 2015, yes. And Spectre's kind of... Spectre, it was in Skyfall, but it, it's not... It's not terrible, you know. There's some there's some wonkiness to it, but it's definitely not Quantum of Solace, which was the one before Skyfall, which was just all around a bad Bond movie. Yeah. Like even to the theme song, we'll talk. We'll, we're going to spend a segment talking about the theme song, folks, about the theme songs from all the Bond movies. But uh, yeah. Um. Okay. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Anything else you heard about this before watching it? Not really. No? No. Okay. 
Well, uh, I guess I'll paint my picture of seeing this because this is the first James Bond movie I ever saw. Oh. Like, yeah. Um, so I went to go see it with my cousin and a friend of our family. Uh, the three of us went to go see it. And I, and I, I love the hell out of it. It was such a good movie, you know? And, um, I wrote a review for it at the time cause I was a senior in high school. Yeah. I wrote a review for it in my, uh, high school newspaper, the bark. Oh, the bark. Yeah. I was the entertainment editor of the bark my last year. Nice. Yeah. Yep. I was doing movie reviews. How far I've gone. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So this film, I had to get it on 4k once I got my new TV and my 4k Blu-ray player to the point where I knew Bobby was going out around the town one day. And I was like, Hey, can you pick me up something from Best Buy? And he did. Thank you, Bob. No problem. Also, heads up if you really just wanted Skyfall, it was $15 on 4K Ultra HD. Okay, it was $15, yes. But the thing is that I already have these movies on Blu ray in nice steelbooks. But I had a feeling like if I wanted to watch Skyfall, I'm probably going to want to watch Spectre or Casino Royale. Not Quantum Quantum of Solace. Maybe Quantum of Solace. Quantum of Solace, we can talk about it, but. and they're fifteen dollars each. So let's say I get want to get Casino Royale. That's thirty dollars. I only spent thirty five on this collection. Okay, that's, that's yeah, so it it was better to buy the collection. But I I essentially own three copies of each of these movies. <laughs> well, nope, four copies. Oh, because the steelbook digital steel no steel. I own six copies of these movies. <laughs> I own six copies of these movies because each of them, I have two Blu-ray. Uh, okay. For sets of these movies, I have two of each on Blu-ray, one of each on DVD, six sets of digital codes, and then three of these on ultra 4k. So I've lost track of how many copies of this movie, uh, these movies I have. Not as much as Scott Pilgrim though. Right. Yeah. And next to Scott Pilgrim in 4K. Oh, fuck. If that exists. I'm sure it does. I don't think it does. Trust me, I've been looking. Yeah. Somebody's got to buy you guys Christmas gifts. Oh, Bob. Oh, I mean. Oh, Bobby. Oh, Bobby. Why do you make her sound like Mrs. Bighead? It's not the same voice. Oh, Bobby. Bobby, um, fuck, doing my, doing my, oh my God, how much, Bill Hader plays, uh, Bob's dad on the show or whatever in Bob's Burgers, Yeah. but how much I would have paid if Mike Judge played his dad just so we could get a, damn it, Bobby. (laughs) I would have loved that so much. It would have taken... It, it would have been the worst thing ever. This is why I'm not allowed to cast movies. <laughs> it would have been the worst thing ever, but I love it. Uh, yeah. You know, we keep talking about King of the Hill. I'm st- I still say we need to do that. Bobby. I mean, do you want to do it? 
Do you want to do it? We could shoot the first episode of it tonight. Yeah. Okay, fuck it. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, Being released the same time as this. Episode one. Episode one of our new podcast, A Hill to Die On. (laughs) A King of the Hill retrospective (laughs) podcast. We're going to go and we're going to review every single episode of King of the Hill, starting with episode one. (laughs) Wish us fucking luck. And Bobby, you're not going to be able to tap out of this. We're committing to all the episodes. How many so, seasons? Thirteen. Bobby, you're going to be you're going to be among us, and you're only going to be you're only going to see one episode a week. <laughs> I think you can handle it, right? Look me in the eye and tell me you can handle it. It's debatable. Look me in the eye and tell me you can handle it. It's debatable. One episode a week. It's debatable. Among friends. That's debatable. I'll tell you what. <laughs> All right. So uh, look out for a hill to die on. But uh, we need to make sure that's not an actual podcast first. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure it's not. I'm sure it's not. If, if a hill to die on. Let me. Hold on. We've got to check podcasts. A hill to die on. A King of the Hill review podcast. And uh, I just learned how to play. I, I, I'm learning how to play acoustic guitar now. Uh, by the end of the podcast, I hope to be able to play the of, opening riff of the theme song. The the closest uh-huh. I've found is "Hills I Die On." Okay, but that's not a right. It's not a King of the Hill review podcast. All right. So enough. Uh, of King- there is a there is a podcast called "A Hill to Die On," but it's not. A King of the Hill review podcast. What's it about? Each episode, once gifted children, uh, Josie Spicer and Karna Brooks, Karen Brooks. Karna Brooks give a semi-informed opinion on a topic before going away to research further. Was their chosen hill to die on worth it? They hope so. Because they hate being wrong. That sounds like some scholarly shit that we're not going to do. We're here talking about Skyfall, folks. So we actually open in Turkey, which the fun- uh, this the opening scene in Turkey is phenomenal. Like, Bond movies always have this opening scene that isn't related to the plot at all. Yeah. And they're always supposed to be like, get you in to the movie. And Walter, did that get you into the movie? Yes. Yes, the opening scene in Turkey. What was your yeah. favorite part about the Turkey stuff? Uh, I loved the entire train sequence. When he's on, yes, when he's on the train and yeah, you know, chasing down the thing. And I told you in the Daniel Craig era, a lot of it is practical effects. Yeah, and like you know, there's there's obviously like later we get CGI Komodo dragons. <laughs> was the did you think that was poorly done? It didn't look good. Like in 4K at least. The one that crashed into the house? That, that looked pretty cool, but like the, the sequence... Oh, the yeah, those weren't... very, very, yeah. very obvious. Um, I, didn't, I didn't notice till the 4K version, but they have little uh, Union Jacks on them. But, but yeah. before we go on, uh-huh. and... Uh, I'm not going to get political here, but uh, fuck you, Turkey. What's wrong with Turkey? I'm not going to get political, but, but I'm fuck this country. Fuck this country. Go uh, there goes our viewers in Turkey. 
we support Armenian. How about we just, like, not get fucking political in general? Yeah, let's talk about the worth of MI6 and agents out in the field. <laughs> Fuck politics. So, uh, do you guys think it's correct for agents to be out on the field when things could be completed by computer hackers and drone strikes? Uh, there's a theme in this movie about the old ways are still good. I'd I'd say agents definitely still have a place. Yeah. Because, definitely. yes, computer hackers and drone strikes are technically more effective. Mm-hmm. But that code gets breached, you're fucked. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So, um... So, we we can get to my favorite part of the movie. One of my favorite parts of the movie yeah. is the opening um, song. Ooh, it's so good. It's so good. Like... I don't know how much you know about the James Bond series, but each of them has an opening sequence I, like that. I, I know that. Okay. Uh, I know about the theme songs. Mm-hmm. Which... Adele with Skyfall is... Uh, you almost uh, got some bubbly on your crotch there, buddy. Not almost, Bobby. But I know, I know the whole... Uh, we don't get to talk about that, you fucker. I know the whole every uh, every installment having its own theme song was actually also brought into uh, the Metal Gear Solid franchise. Yeah, well, you know, probably based off James Bond. A lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, the theme song was great. That's good, that's good. Bobby, what did you think about Skyfall by Adele? I mean, I don't think they could have chosen anybody better. No. Are you saying is that nobody does it better? It's a theme song from one of the movies. I, I know. Okay. I know. Okay. <laughs> it just doesn't feel like playing along. God damn it, Bobby. God damn you, Bobby. <sighs> okay. Um, so... Why don't I, because I feel like this might be a one and done for us. I don't know if I want to do all the Bond movies for, uh, or at least the Craig Bond movies for the show. We might look at Spectre. I know that outside of the show, we are going to go see the new one, No Time to Die. Yeah. When that comes out. But eventually. Eventually. Whenever after, it comes out. After many delays. Yeah. After we all get the vaccine. This podcast, pro-vaccine. Hell yeah. Did anybody ask him to speak? Just, just curious. Confirm that we're pro-vaccine! Well, no shit. Hey. There we go. Was that hard? It wasn't, but, like, again, did anybody ask this man to speak? At least he's cooperating, Bobby. He's trying to, at least. Oh, my God. I mean, and as much of a yeti as he is, he is cooperating. I don't have to be yelled at to contribute to my own podcast! You're a part of it. It's not your own. It's technically produced by Alex Rodriguez. Executive produced, baby. Exactly. So technically, we're just as peons. Well, I wish this peon would actually work on his podcast. Hang on. Got my podcast. It is your podcast. You're you are a producer too. Occasionally. 
I am the social media manager of this podcast. Barely, motherfucker! Oh, now you want to hit him with the barely? Yeah, season one editing. Exactly. Uh, yeah, it's like I have much other time in the world. You, you know what? Let's get back on topic. Oh, my God. What was that? Were we fighting? <laughs> I, think, I think we all just had a stroke. <laughs> uh, so anyway, Bond gets shot, falls off a train. Um, he eventually comes back after uh, Javier Bardem blows up um, M's office. M, played by Judy Dench, for like the seventh time. Uh, like I told you, she is a holdover from the Pierce Bronson era. Is she the only holdover from the Bronson era? Yeah, they always change M's, they change Q's, they change Bonds. Whenever a new era, it's always new people. Now yeah, we have Alex, tell me more about this uh, new Q. <laughs> Q, play- Q played by Ben Wyshaw, who is the dad in Mary Poppins Returns. And he is so daddy in that one, too, because of his <laughs> God mustache. damn it. Mm. I still haven't seen Mary Poppins Returns. It's a good movie. Yeah. Oh, I'm but sorry. I'm just, I'm just thinking about Ben Shaw with that dad mustache and Mary Poppins Returns. Snap out of it. Snap out of it. Dick. Mm. That, that, that just feels like it would be a good seat. <laughs> Son of a <laughs> bitch. <laughs> It's okay, it's okay, he's gay, he's fine, it's fine. <laughs> ben Whiteshaw, if you listen, call me. Oh, God. Bring the mustache. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh-oh. Ooh, that was a deep cut. <laughs> if you know, you know. A deep cut to an off-air conversation. If you don't know. Well, now you know. know. Uh, so, alright, so what did you guys think about um, Raul Silva? Uh, the main villain? Yeah. Oh, he was excellent. Absolutely I, excellent. I have a feeling that Silva might be the best villain we've covered on the show. Mainly what because really good villains have we covered on the show. Not a lot, Bobby. I guess like Bill Skarsgård in Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, another Daniel Craig movie. Um, he was okay. Yeah, he was fine. Not Bill Stalin. Stalin Skarsgård, yeah. yeah. Oh, Pennywise. Bill, Bill Skarsgård in it. Oh. Um, I mean, he was okay too. Yeah, it was great. Uh, if it were to have been released, uh, Tommy Lee Jones and. Small soldiers. There's a reason why uh, we don't go over small soldiers. Mainly because Bobby spent 20 minutes of that podcast looking at Gremlins Rule 34. And he had confirmed that it existed. And For 20 uh, minutes! It existed. <laughs> Alex is getting upset! But yeah, he's definitely a top tier villain. Definitely. Definitely. That's something we need to cover more in season three movies with villains you know 
Because, I don't know. I feel like we cover a lot of movies, just they don't have a lot of villains. Yeah, usually it's... I mean, Velma... That's her name, Velma. Von Tussel in fucking Hairspray last week. She was a villain, but she was just a racist, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, but Silva... I don't know, I feel like he has a good past with M, and he's dangerous. Oh, like, yeah. you fear for Bond in a lot of scenes. And one of my one of the scenes that really drew me into this movie was the scene where he puts the bottle, uh, he puts the glass of scotch on the girl's head uh-huh. and has Bond try and shoot it off her head and he misses and then he's like okay my turn and just fucking shoots her yeah yeah I even commented on that when we were watching I was like she's just kind of fucking dead over there. <laughs> I don't know, man. Javier Bardem. Javier Bardem plays a good villain whenever he plays a villain. Do you see No Country for Old Men? No, but I really want to. I've heard it's fantastic. Okay, well. Next season on Capacity to Geek. Old Country for Old Men? Yes. No Country for Old Men. Yes. Okay. Yes. We're doing it. What am I doing in 4K? I'm going to see if there's a Blu ray available. Are you going to buy me that? I might. I don't know, man. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. Um, so, Bobby. Yes. Uh, Javier Bardem in No Country for Old Men or Javier Bardem in Skyfall? Ooh, you know, I feel like in Skyfall, he, like, he really made Bond the most vulnerable that we could have possibly seen him. Hey, he and, said it's his first time. Yeah, <laughs> like overall, like I mean, he was great in No Country for Old Men, but uh, I feel like he definitely improved in Skyfall. He, he's just a scary dude. Yeah, dude. Oh my god, that scene when he takes off his fake teeth. Oh my god, that oh. was. Yeah, it looked gross in 4K. That's the thing. We watch this in 4K. It's amazing. Like, literally, I felt like I was Adam Sandler in Uncut Gems sometimes, where I was just repeating the line, holy shit, I'm gonna come. (laughs) Just seeing... (laughs) Just seeing all... Just how good it is. Yeah. It was was beautiful. Yeah, I really... I tried to forget that that was a... (laughs) That line? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh god. Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen Uncut Gems either. Uh, I, I mean It's not an episode. So I could tell you the ending and you probably wouldn't be shocked. Does he die? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Okay. Oh. How do you basically die? Uh, I mean A, you get shot in the fucking head. Okay. And B, the movie just kind of ends. Ah, okay. The end. Does it end with the Curb Your Enthusiasm music? Dun 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 Is this the first musical podcast? Because we constantly break into song. No, it's not. It's not. Oh, okay. Anyway. Anyway, um, so. How did you guys feel about the character of M? 
do you think that a lot of what happens to her is deserved? Uh, I think she's very cold, Mm -hmm. but I think she's probably become that way because of the years of service she's put in. I mean, overall, she's just doing her job. Yeah. Really, what happened to her wasn't deserved because she's literally just doing her job. She is. Um, Is it kind of sketch how she kind of, uh, you know, pushed Bond through all the tests that he kind of actually failed? It is a little bit, but I mean... she knows when push comes to shove, he's going to perform better out on the field than in those tests. Oh, yeah. Bond. I feel like 2012 was the summer of superheroes. Yeah. Or the year of superheroes. We had the first Avengers movie. Yep. We had the amazing Spider-Man. We had the Dark Knight Rises. We had Lincoln. And then we had. <laughs> hey man, Abe Lincoln was a hero in his own right. Yes. And then we had Skyfall. There is now only one of those movies I haven't seen. Lincoln? Yeah. Do we have to do it for the show? I've heard we'll, it's we'll a just, drag. We'll, just, well, no shit, it's a historical film. Rocketman's a historical film. Okay, that's fair, but. It's a historical film, Walter. I've, I've heard it's very good, though. Yeah. yeah. So, um, would you consider Bond a superhero? Uh, no, because he really doesn't have superhuman powers. But then there, again, there are but, some things that he does that no ordinary man can do. But then again, he's basically a maskless, capeless Batman. Yeah. Like that scene in uh, what is it? It, it? It's China, right? Beijing. When he's killing the guy, yes. yeah. When he when he jumps over the turnstile and like hops onto the bottom of the elevator, and he's holding on to like the top floor. Like no ordinary man can do that. Yeah. Especially in his age and his condition, because he's still he's still hurting from getting shot and all that shit. Right. You know, but. You know, if Batman's a superhero, then I say James Bond kind of is too. I guess. I guess so. You know, he's like you said, he is basically Batman without the suit. I mean, he has all the money he wants. He's funded by the government. He's a cop, you know? Yeah. A cab. But anyway. Uh, yeah, he has all the gadgets. He He doesn't have the no killing rule. He, no, he does not have I a mean, no-killing rule. Funny you say that, Walter, because you know what the double O in 007 means, right? What? It means he has the license to kill. Oh? Yeah. He, he's literally the opposite of the no-killing rule. He has a yeah. license to kill. That was a Timothy Dalton movie, right? Yes. And Tomorrow Never Dies is the other one, I think. That's the one that I've heard of. Tomorrow never dies. Yeah, but uh, I'm not gonna tell you guys who directed this film yet. Okay. But I want you to guess another film this man did. Uh, can we ask questions? 
Sure. Are they more action films? No. Bobby, do you want to ask a question? I already know who directed it. Because you looked it up. I read up on it yesterday. Okay. Would you like a hint? Sure. Kevin Spacey. <laughs> Paper bl- uh, or plastic bag in the wind. Your beer went there. Remember that one scene in Family Guy where uh, Peter's imagining that the girl takes off, uh, that the cheerleader takes off her top, and there's just fried chicken coming out of her. Okay. Did did the same guy do Skyfall that did fucking Fast Times at Richmond High? American Beauty. Oh. <laughs> It's Sam Mendes, the director of American Beauty, directed this film. I've also never seen American Beauty. 1917? But you thought that was from Fast Times at Richmond High? I, I, I was just thinking, and I know they did parody the Fast Times at Richmond High scene, too. Yeah. Yeah, but no, it, it's Sam Mendes, director of American Beauty. Wow. With Kevin Spacey. And 1917. 1917. Yeah, he did 1917. Do you want to know a fun fact about 1917? It took place in 1917? No, no, well, I mean, no shit. So, the filming style? Yeah. Directly inspired by Red Dead Redemption 2. Nice. Video games influencing movies, baby! Speaking of video games and James Bond, um... You did ask the question if this one was adapted into a movie or a video game. Yeah. Uh, it was not. They don't really do video game adaptions for every James Bond movie. Um, they did one for Quantum of Solace. Which that one was, if I remember right, that one was just your the Bourne standard identity. first-person shooter. It was the same engine as the Bourne Identity, I believe. Oh, God, I played that game. Yeah. No, you're thinking of 007 Legends and GoldenEye Remastered, which 007 Re- uh, Legends was a game where they basically got Daniel Craig, and they put him in different James Bond scenarios from the different movies that he wasn't in. Oh. Like, I think there was one from Goldfinger. Um, you good? Yeah, I'm good. GoldenEye. Um, but then, yeah, but then there was GoldenEye 007 Reloaded or something like that. Where it's a remastered version of the GoldenEye story with Daniel Craig instead of uh, Pierce Bronson. Yeah. And then there was 007 Bloodstone, which was its own adventure set to be... uh, It's set between Quantum of Solace and Skyfall because M still appears in it. And it's not Ray Fiennes yet. It's um, Judi Dench. Because Judi Dench... uh, Spoiler alert for Skyfall, but Judi Dench dies at the end of this movie and is replaced by Ray Fiennes. Which, I mean, you know, that's a, that's someone you get to play M. So, so I, I'm reading up on uh, the Quantum of Solace video game. Yeah. Fun fact about the uh, multiplayer for the Wii version. What? Uh-huh. It uses Miis. <laughs> I beg your pardon. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to find a YouTube video of this, but... um. Is there no screenshots or anything? Not, not in the Wikipedia article. 
<laughs> My god. Is that where they got me Gunner for? From? I, I don't know. Because you do know the mine, um, the mine power-up in Super Smash Brothers was originally from GoldenEye 007 on uh, the Nintendo yes. 64, which, by the way, is one of the greatest first-person shooters of all time. In terms of what it did for the genre, yeah. Yeah. Like, has it aged well? Go back and play it. No. But... Judgmental. It, if you look at it, it hasn't. Walter, it's aged as well as you have. Not very. And, but it did so much for, for the genre. It basically introduced, like, four-player split-screen co-op to first-person shooters. Yeah, James Bond is always an innovator. And oh, okay, I see where they use the Miis as, as your avatar. Oh, not uh, you don't actually play as Miis. You, you don't actually drop in as a me, but... uh, Show me. Just me, uh... Wide screen it. Excuse my phone's battery, which is at 32%. Yeah, but 007 Bloodstone um, actually takes okay, the engine from the Splinter Cell games. Oh. Yeah. So it was actually really fun. I, I, I like playing Bloodstone. Did you ever play the Splinter Cell games? Uh, what's that one that was on the 360? Uh, there, was like, there was like... Three? Three, I want to say. There was... Rogue Agent or something like that. Double Agent? Double Agent? Maybe double. I think Double Agent was the first one. Not Double Agent. It was like he's older and he's trying to save his daughter. Blacklist? Yes. Or I think it was the one before Blacklist. Blacklist. I think it was Blacklist. Was... Are you... Blacklist was you're going against a bunch of terrorist cells. If I see the cover, I will know. It's not Blacklist. But yeah, I know Blacklist was the last one they made. Oh, it's uh, Conviction. Yeah, that one divided the fan base. Because it abandoned a lot of the stealth. Yeah. But... So did, uh, well, Blacklist uh, divided the fan base, too, because it took uh, M- Michael Ironside out of the role of Sam Fisher. Solid Snake. Was I thinking of the wrong voice actor, then? Who did? No, it's uh, Sam Fisher is in Metal Gear Solid. Solid Snake is in Splinter Cell. Oh, shut up. No, no, I'm, not, I'm not even kidding. That's accurate. accurate. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Bobby, look it up. Tell me. It's not accurate. Bobby! It's not. It's not. But yeah. Can't just play around for once. Yeah, Michael Ironside, uh, they removed him from the role of Sam Fisher and replaced him with, uh, oh, what's his name? He did 24. Jack Bauer. uh, Yeah, they replaced him with Kiefer Sutherland. Oh. Similarly to uh, what they did with uh, David Hayter and Elgir. Wait, Hayer. 
That's the one where it was key for something. Yes. I think I'll let me look at Blacklist and see who they replaced him with. Spoiler alert, it was probably a non-union voice actor. Thanks, Konami. Konami didn't. Just, just go with it. Just go with it. Okay. Why? This is my bad day. I gotta stretch it out. <laughs> okay. So, um... Eric Johnson. Overall, what were some of your favorite uh, scenes in this movie? Uh, the train scene. Loved it. Uh... The entire sequence in China. Oh, yes. that That's probably the most beautiful part of the movie. Honestly. You guys still need to see John Chapter 3. You know why. Do we have to? I thought you said it wasn't that good. It wasn't that good. That sequence very, very similar. And if you think about it, the time between Spectre and No Time to Die... All the John Wick movies have come out. <laughs> <laughs> and they're still coming, baby. Between 2015 and 2021, the entire John Wick trilogy has been released. <laughs> that begs the question, do we need James Bond in this day and age? I mean, we have... We have Keanu Reeves. Yeah, we have John Wick. We have... Uh, I don't know. Have they, have they dragged out, speaking of Tom Clancy... Have they dragged his rotten corpse out of the ground yet to do another fucking Jack Ryan? Oh, John yes. Krasinski is still Jack Ryan, right? Yes. Okay. How's that going? Honestly, I only watched like an episode on season one. My dad watched like a few episodes of season one and he was like, it's just okay. Yeah. When are they going to do a fucking Splinter Cell game? Movie? Yeah. Oh. Uh, Depending on whichever studio gets the roots to it. Can we get Harrison Ford as Sam Fisher? Oh, God. I, I don't think he wants to do that. Yeah, uh, apparently we're getting a Metal Gear Solid movie. Yeah, with Oscar Isaacs. Uh, apparently I'm, we're getting another three John Wick movies. I'm wondering... Yeah, with if, Oscar Isaac. <laughs> I'm wondering if they're going to be like accurate, accurate to the story of Metal Gear Solid. Because the story of Metal Gear Solid is really fucky. Like, clones and... Like... They would have to get the same actor to play multiple roles. I could see Oscar Isaac do that. Because... Just CGI's face. Isn't, like, Liquid Snake a clone of Solid Snake? I just need to see... Everybody in the Snake family... A fucking clone of each other. I just need a scene where whatever snake it is uh, is breaking out of that facility completely naked. That wasn't Snake Coast Raiden. I just need a scene where... That was what, MGS2. I just need that scene. I don't care. I, I, mm, who do I want to play as Raiden? Whose ass do I want to see next? <laughs> Keep in mind, Raiden was a... Uh, I mean, Raiden didn't really get thick until Melligar Rising. And he also isn't human. That too. He's an android. Okay, that's fine. And like you're, you're, like, you're acting like sex dolls don't exist, Walter. I, I, I wasn't shaming. I was just making a point. He got really defensive. Walter, <laughs> is there something you'd like to tell us? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, you done? Yeah. So, you positive? I am very positive. So, boys, do you have anything else you want to say about Skyfall before we wrap things up? I don't know, but I think we just discovered that Walter might own a sex doll. I really don't. So, Bobby, yes. would you recommend Skyfall in our book club of movies we watch? I mean, it's not much of a book club, but, uh, yeah. Why would you do that? <laughs> I mean, like I said, we should really, earn your dinner, Bobby. We should really go and see uh, John Wick Three, just for that Beijing sequence. Earn your dinner, Bobby. Tell me why you like the movie. It was a good movie with really good, really well done action sequences, such as the train sequence and that one scene where. The helicopter crashed into the house and Bond was just like, I've always hated that house anyway. By the way, uh, you guys know who they wanted to play that groundskeeper that hangs out with them? Who? Sean Connery. Oh. But he wasn't acting at the time. Yeah, he was retired and they thought it would have been a little on the nose. He has an act. I I think his last movie was a League of Extraordinary Jeff. That or a Dragonheart movie. Not one of the... There might be something more recent. Yeah, I know he did some voice acting. But acting, acting, he was done. After, I think it was one of the Dragonheart movies. It was something that came out in 2012. What is it? Um, hold on. So, Walter, while Bobby looks this up... Uh, well, first, would you recommend this into our book club of yes. films we watch? Absolutely. Tremendous action sequences, tremendous acting, great villain, just all around a really, really good movie. And have you been proven wrong? Absolutely. All right. That's what I love to hear. Anyway, uh, he played Sir Billy in Sir Billy, otherwise known as Guardian of the Highlands. Neat. So, <laughs> if you think that's neat, you surely uh, see this uh, cover. Next uh, next week is our Christmas special, boy. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, I need to go over there and teach some people about shading. I need to. I, I need to grab some. Uh, I need to go back over there and talk to somebody about the vibrance tool. <laughs> that looks like a photocopied NES cover. <laughs> that looks like the cover to Fester's Quest with color in it. Fun <laughs> <laughs> fact, guys. That's uh, Skyline's first CGI animated feature film. I can fucking tell. <laughs> <laughs> they needed to wait for the second one to get things right. They also had Alan Cumming, Patrick Doyle. That's an actual name. Kiernan, he played Nightcrawler. Uh, oh. Um. <laughs> Bobby, can you say of fifteen million pounds? Bobby, can you say that second name again? I gotta like really look Walter straight in the face. Alan, coming. Good night, everybody.